exciting episode for a variety of reasons. One, because this is the first time I've actually recorded with two guests at the same time. So we're just going to take a deep breath and and, and, uh, hope that chaos does not ensue. And two, because I have the distinct honor of chatting tonight with the number one and number two ranked amateur heavyweight strong women competitors in the U.S. of A. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves and we are going to go from there. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so why does it, number one, introduce herself? I feel like this should be like the dating game. Right. <laughs> number one. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um, my name is Shawnee, Sean Hairston. Um, I'm from Martinsville, Virginia, currently living in Roanoke, Virginia. Um and strong woman strong man is my thing it's my jam i don't know okay. what to say <laughs> well that and you said a mouthful of welcome 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 and contestant number two come on down i am the lovely monica johnson um and so i am from charlottesville virginia and i am the training partner of the number one for right now <laughs> okay okay welcome welcome back and uh, for you guys that don't know monica actually did a previous podcast episode where she discussed mental health which has to do with her non-strongman career so um i will post the episode um number in the um show notes so you guys can go back and listen to that when you get a chance because it was really really good so um yeah i wanted to um really get an opportunity to chat with both of you all because like i said i think this is so amazing that two sisters are holding the number one and two spots (laughs) and uh both y'all are just coming off of the arnold Mm -hmm. and just doing so many exciting things and bringing visibility to the sport of strongmen and also to women of color who participate in the sport so um, I thought it was really cool and I know that you all train together as well so I thought it'd be fun to kind of to hear from both sides about what that's like so I guess um, before we get start well not before we get started but um, I usually like to ask people you know how did you get into um, your sport did you find strongman or did it find you and uh, let's see contestant number one contestant number one <laughs> all right um, I think Strongman Found Me is the best way to put that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a former collegiate athlete mm-hmm. at Virginia Tech. I was a thrower for three years. Oh, nice. Okay. And then I graduated and I was like, I need something to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, looky, like losing my mind. I had mm-hmm. like gained all this weight and I was like, I need, you know, some physical activity to right. occupy my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that time, I was hadn't quite moved to run up but knew that I was going to move to run up because I had just got my first job first mm-hmm. full-time job outside of college and I was moving down here okay um and so I did CrossFit for a little bit and okay. that was cool I liked I like the lifting part and I right. like the strength portion that you have at the beginning and like right. heavy DT is my is my favorite it's my jam I love are that. you kidding me who the hell likes DT I love DT oh deadlift cleans overhead press I love DT there I is love. something wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> I hate that workout so much <laughs> I don't know it's one of my favorites and so mm-hmm. you know I was really getting beat up by it mm-hmm. um it's just like a lot of repetition yeah and, you know I'm bigger and like it's just you know I don't want to have that stereotype that CrossFit is for a certain 
type of person, certain right. body type of person. Um, but I just, it's, I wasn't making a connection with it, and I wasn't right. 100% in love with it. That's what I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to look for a powerlifting gym. And so literally, like, I got online and started looking, and all the sites were, like, stupid outdated and mm. was given, like, super old stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I found um, Roanoke Barbell is the gym that my gym used to be a part of before we broke off and became TriStar. So now we're by ourselves. Oh, okay. Um but I walked in and I talked to Tyler, who is now my coach, who's currently my coach. And I mm-hmm. was like, you know, gave him my background. And he was like, you know what? You're way too athletic to do powerlifting. You should try Strongman. And I was mm-hmm. like, what's Strongman? And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, have you ever seen on ESPN the guys moving the planes and all that stuff? And I said, yeah, I mean, I have. I didn't know, you know, you could just walk off the street and do something right. like that. It was a thing. <laughs> you know? Um and then after that, it was just a matter of going to like a strongman Saturday and mm-hmm. trying out stones. It was literally, I tried out stones and I was mm-hmm. like, I like this. <laughs> and then the rest is history. Ah, I like it. I like it. How about you, Miss Monica? How did you find strong? Uh, is it, do y'all prefer strong woman, strong man, strong? What do y'all prefer? Um, I mean, I think my preference is either like, okay. I'm a strong woman. Yes, you um, are. But, you know, if somebody says strong man, I know they're still talking about the sport we compete in. So. Okay. So did, did it find you or did you find it? Um, it definitely found me. Like, I was on this crazy, um, you know, fitness journey, mm-hmm. um, just trying to, like, lose weight and be healthy because my mom had, like, this whole slew of, like, health issues going on. And mm-hmm. I was, like, working with a trainer, which uh, actually led to me going to a local powerlifting gym here. And so at that gym, they had decided that we would compete in a local strongman competition um, called Rumble in the Jungle. Mm -hmm. And so it was hosted by my current gym I attend called Primal Strength Gym. Mm -hmm. And so um, we would go over and meet with the owner, Tank, Mm -hmm. um, and he would kind of like show us how to do certain movements. And so a big thing about me is that... um, I do not like to be embarrassed when it comes to competing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I want to prepare myself the best I can. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had went up to Delaware to visit my grandma. And um, I had went to, like, a local strongman gym um, owned by my coach. Her name's Katie Feely. Mm -hmm. um, And she's in PA. And so, like, I called up and I was like, hey, like, I'm doing this competition. And I still need to be, like, training while I'm here. And she, like, asked. She's like, yeah, you can come train the Stones. And so I get there. And, you know, being a woman in a strength sport, you know, when you walk into a gym and you can actually lift, they're right. like, you stand out. Right. And so exactly. they're like, oh, okay, like you're competing novice. And I was like, yeah, it's my first one. I'm going to compete novice. Mm-hmm. And so they invited me back to train with the ladies and they're called Katie's ladies. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that just stood out because like I had never seen, you know, a group of women, you know, just doing strongman together. So right. that was like awesome. So I trained with them, came back and did the competition and I was hooked. Um, the environment, everybody's like so supportive. And I had text Katie that day, um, because I had decided I was moving from the powerlifting gym to the strongman gym, mm-hmm. just because I knew that this was the track I wanted to do. Right. Um, and it was a little scary for me just because like, you know, I played sports growing up, but I never really had to be like responsible for my workouts right. in the sense of like, you know, usually I had someone there like right. showing me how to do the mm-hmm. movements. And so mm-hmm. competing in this sport has really pushed me to really take more ownership in my workouts. Oh, um, interesting. So mm-hmm. that's like I'm here and I'm loving it, you know. OK, 
Great, great. So for the folks who may not be quite as familiar amongst our listeners, um, how would you all best describe, describe, this? that's right, right? Describe, yeah. I was going to say strong man, <laughs> strong man. Hey. How would you, <laughs> that is what it is because y'all are strong, strong. How would y'all best describe strong man and, and you know, feel free to just jump in wherever. Um, I, I like a shot of waiting on me. Okay, so I feel yeah, like <laughs> the description. I mean, I think it's just a strength sport where we do static movements. Like we do, you'll see us do deadlifts and squat mm-hmm. variations, but they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right. also, we also have this component of movement and you know overhead events. And so I think that that's like what's unique about strongman. Um, mm-hmm. is that you can get like you're getting like a full body workout like right. most competitions you're getting your overhead you're getting you some variation of a deadlift you're going to have mm-hmm. one or two moving events um and then you know you might have a squat like you don't really see a bench <laughs> but right. you know that's the cool thing it's kind of a blend of a little bit of everything I would agree to that I think the thing that like she said that stands out about strongman is like you have to be a well-rounded athlete mm-hmm. uh, Okay. You can't just okay. have static strength. You yeah, can't right. just be able you don't to have move a really fast. Yeah. Specialty per se. Yeah. You need to be good at it. If you want to be competitive, mm-hmm. you got to be a little bit good at everything. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's what I so, enjoy oh. about it because mm-hmm. like, you know, Sean is more well-rounded than me, but Sean's overhead game is on point. You know what I'm saying? Right. But then it right. still gives me an opportunity, like if I'm better at moving events to still be in the game. And that's what right. I enjoy about it. Cause it's like this whole point system at play. Okay. Okay. So, and Sean, you mentioned a few minutes ago when you were talking about your, um, you know, prior to strongman, your foray into CrossFit and how, you know, you kind of just felt like you weren't connecting with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though there's not like a specific body type, um, does that hold true for strongman as well? Like, are there people that are more sort of naturally, um, well, well fit for strongman or can anybody try it? I guess is my question. You know what? I think that's, the thing about strongman, I honestly think that I can say anybody can try it. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. have, you know, all the different weight classes, of course, but right. I, I think, you know, obviously there are people who are more genetically gifted and that, right. you know, they can be more powerful and more explosive. I think you can train for that, but I think some of that, personally, I think some of that's genetic. Yeah. But to get out there, like Monica said, hold yourself accountable, mm-hmm. make sure you're getting the workout ends and like training for strength. Anybody, man, anybody can do that. Right. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Cool. So, um, one thing I always uh, like to know about um, athletes is, you know, I know we talked about kind of how you got into strongman, but like what, when you were growing up or younger, like what kind of was your relationship or perception of like yourself, your self-image, your body growing up? I know some of us kind of come to, you know, sports or fitness because we want to get in better shape or, or, you know, we don't necessarily love the way we look or all that. So I'm really curious from um, both of you kind of what that was like for you coming up. Um, go ahead, Monica, you can start. Oh, yeah, okay. I was about to say, go number one. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to be equal opportunity here. <laughs> um, you know, growing up, I was always, I've always been overweight growing up. Um, uh-huh. And so I think because my mother did not have... Um, good self-esteem about herself it definitely reflected into me um mm-hmm. and so you know I was the kid that we would be doing like you know the cartwheels in elementary school and I'm right. like I can't do this and so a lot of me growing up was like I just can't like I right. can't do it mm-hmm. and so you know I played you know even though I, pl- I played basketball I played lacrosse I played field hockey um 
once I got to like, you know, older, like middle school yeah. and um, high school age, but I just didn't have like confidence in myself. And like, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I was very much an extrovert. I definitely right. talked to people. I was out there, but I just didn't feel good about myself. And it really kind of, um, what's the word? Like came to a head, you mm. know, when I got out of, I guess out of college and I came home. And, mm -hmm. I, and I really started this fitness journey because I realized that, like, I wasn't happy with myself. Like, I was always coming home from breaks to, like, mm -hmm. spend time with my brothers and them. But, like, that should have been the time that I should have been, like, traveling the world and, like, right. really seeing it for what it was. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, I just didn't really have a good, you know, good image of myself. But I definitely was, like, a tomboy and, like, mm -hmm. still wanted to be rough and tough with the boys and, like, play right. out in the woods and all of that. But, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely been you. a process. How about you, Sean? I know you mentioned you were um, an athlete in, in college. What about kind of before that? What was your journey like with self-image, your body, all that good stuff? Yeah, so um, growing up, um, I played basketball. I played that all the way through. I did some track. I've always, always been bigger, always mm -hmm. been bigger. I, I was always taller than everybody else. I was always thicker than everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Yeah, I definitely struggled with um, body image issues and stuff growing up. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if you know this or not, and I figured it would come up on here. And I told myself like I would not talk about it if it came up. Um, but I identify as trans, so for me growing up, I always have body issues. I still have body image issues. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, sports gave me that outlet where, you know, it gave me confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. um, it put me in positions where I was able to match up. I was able to put out there and show what I'm capable of, capable of, of what I could do. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Cool. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and kind of following up on that, how did strength sports and kind of, you know, finding that pathway, how did that change or affect how you saw yourself since... Sean, you can go first since we're already kind of on that subject. Yeah, sure. Um, it has helped me a whole lot just mm -hmm. from body transformation wise. Mm -hmm. um, so I love the gains. I love the pump. I'm, <laughs> I'm addicted to it now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was always like a lot stronger than my peers growing up too. Mm -hmm. And so when I was younger, especially when I played basketball and stuff and everybody was so much smaller than me and I was a, I was a post person. So, you know, right. it's your job to be aggressive and knock people around. But that right. was really hard for me. I was stuck in between this place where I wanted to be this really aggressive person. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, to me, I, I was showing, quote unquote, too much masculinity. And I didn't want to be perceived any kind of way because I, I wasn't ready for that at that age right um and so you know it now where I'm at now where I'm better with things now like it is I'm I'm a totally different person mm -hmm. in competition I am not <laughs> who I who you would meet and walk up to day to day and Monica has told me that Kai right. has told me that like mm -hmm. I'm I'm a totally different person I'm able to let loose and and be myself and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. put it all out there yeah cool how about you, Monica? How has um, Strongman changed how you see yourself? Um, you know, it has given me, like, so much confidence, but it's also allowed me to love myself at every stage. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of people, like, fail to realize that with strength sports, you know, like, your weight's going to fluctuate, at least with mm -hmm. me. 
Um, right. So, you know, like I probably have gained about 40 or 50 pounds since I've started doing the sport. Um, uh-huh. And a lot of that is muscle, but uh-huh. I've had to learn to love myself at each stage. And so like when summer comes, I will be out here with my shirt off in these shorts. Okay. Getting it, you I know, know what I'm saying? Right. Because, yeah, because I am like in love with the fact of like everything that my body can do. Like mm-hmm. I can pull mm-hmm. a truck, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I can lift like a stone that weighs over 200 pounds. Like how many people can say they can do that? So like right. that alone has like given me this confidence and also like, it has humbled me and allowed me to like want to be like a role model for younger black girls to say like we can do this like right if we are like all of us can do this we can go slay all day if we want to you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just love it that's awesome um so one of the aspects um i wanted to kind of get in dig into a little bit because like you know again i think you know having y'all out there invisible and like you said you know representing to other black women or you know you know young women or what have you that you know you actually could do this a lot of women probably like gonna listen be like i didn't even know this was a thing um what has it been like for 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 you um in terms of being i'm assuming there aren't a whole lot of young strong (laughs) men (laughs) what has that experience been like for you and you know how have you made like how have you sort of kind of worked through whatever I don't want to call them challenges because they may or may not be but like what has that experience been like kind of being one of few or one of only in the sport Um, you can go Monica since you kind of went last I mean it's it's been an interesting experience like so like you said there's not many of us so mm-hmm. like when you go to a comp and you see someone, you're like, oh, there's another person that looks like me. <laughs> right. So like, right. you know, I remember I would run into Jewel, who's been on this podcast before. I run into Jewel at competitions. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, love her. But, you know, for me, even like thinking about when Sean and I first met, we met at my very first competition. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, there's like other black people here doing this. Right. Yep. And so right. it's been like invigorating and mm-hmm. Sean is able to push me in ways and kind of understand things in like a way that I can't explain to people who are, right. you know, not people of color. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know. It's like an unspoken, what yep. do you call it? Like bond that we have, you know? Yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Sean? I would agree, especially what she said. So there's one other strong woman in our gym, um, Cookie Hunter. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So outside of her, like, I, I didn't know anybody else. And then I go to Rumble in the Jungle, and then mm-hmm. there's Monica, and there's Corey Pinnock. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so, like, this is a thing. Right. Um, Not, not a lot, but there right. are some, you know. And mm-hmm. then even on the larger scale, and I'll say, too, um, at Arnold that I really appreciate is Andrea Thompson. You best to talk about yes. my boo. I love her so much. <laughs> we shout out all the homies tonight. I'm telling you, like, she is so sweet. Mm-hmm. Such a down-to-earth person. And the fact that she took time out of her. So she was competing. She got done competing and came over to us and was like, what do y'all need? How are y'all Aww. feeling? What's your mind like? Like, she didn't have to do any of that. But, like, right. that to me was like, you know... Like, I want to be that kind of ambassador. Like, I want right. to do what she's doing. Like, that is amazing. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Um, so if there are, you know, women out there that are listening and either their curiosity has already been peaked or it's peaked by this podcast um, in terms of in terms of doing strong women, like, but they're, you know, nervous or scared or whatever, what advice would you give them? Whoever wants to jump Go in. number one. Number one. <laughs> number one. Um, <laughs> 
I would say start slow, you mm-hmm. know, like building strength takes time. Right. And I know for me personally, like I wanted it all right then. Um, and I have come to find out that, you know, you may improve in one thing and might find you're lacking another thing. It's like a continual process to tweak the little things and get better. Right. So don't feel like, you know, you know, at first you're going to make all the beginner gains and then you hit a plateau. Like, don't feel like, you know, you're not enough or you're not doing something right. Like, it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say find a good coach, a coach yeah. who knows what they're talking about. Um, so you're not here getting hurt, minimalized mm-hmm. in injuries. Um, and find a community. Like, it can be hard. You might have to drive two hours back and forth to have a gym right. partner. But, you know, if it's something you find out that you love, you know, find that community. I like it. I second everything that Sean said. Um, <laughs> and I would definitely say the biggest thing that I've learned is that you have to do this at your own pace. Because mm-hmm. we get so caught up in like the competition of like, well, so-and-so won this and so-and-so got their pro card. But it's right. like you have to run your own race oh, and right. just really focus oh, yes. on yourself. Because like it will definitely like mess with your mental game if you oh, keep comparing yes. yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you all brought that up. Um, now you, you mentioned sort of how you guys first met, but how did you all come to be training partners? Oh, let me hear Sean's perspective of this. <laughs> you know, I don't know what was actually the defining moment. I feel like Monica was joking, like, I'm going to come to Roanoke and I'm going to train with you, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. like, you know, not that I, you know, I don't know how, how I want to say this and not get in trouble. Um, Just do it. We can edit it later if we need to. We can edit it later. <laughs> You know, people tell you, oh, I'm going to come hang out with you. I'm going to train right. with you and stuff. And then they never do. Right. Um, but what I come to find out, Monica says she's going to do something. Daggone it, she's going to do it. This is true. <laughs> and so she came down. And then mm-hmm. it was kind of like, I, I like this. This is good. I needed this. And then it kind of like became a back and forth thing. And then it's just like, Monica's like my family now. Like, Aww. you know, she'll come down. She'll come into town. My little girl's like, Miss Monica's coming. And I'm like, yeah, Miss <laughs> Monica's coming. So, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that, does that line up with your story, Mom? I mean, yeah, it does. I'm pretty pretty sure what happened, too, is that, like, Sean did the Arnold year before. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I went, because my brother lives in, right, outside of Columbus. And I was like, I gotta Uh go support Sean. And, like, we weren't talking that much, but, like, there was this connection. So I went and had, like, such a good time, like, supporting Sean. We did East Coast Most Powerful together mm-hmm. and after east coast we both knew we were going to nationals and that's when i was mm-hmm. like all right if we're gonna do this we're gonna do this like do right yeah you know right. and like for me it's it's so refreshing to like have someone that's like in the same weight class and mm-hmm. able to push mm-hmm. the same weights as me to like push me and like right. i think sean said it best like because we talk on the phone like every week mm-hmm. um about any and everything mm-hmm. and so you mm-hmm. know sean we were talking and you know sean said you know it's more than just like oh we go to the gym and we're doing our workouts because we both have different right. coaches it's like right. you know sean gets like what's going on in my life and how like mm-hmm. that might be affecting like my gains and the same thing for sean and so like that makes a world of a difference and like now you know that's my best friend you know so Aww. i ain't going nowhere that's awesome. How yeah. often do y'all train together? Because I mean, you how far? I don't know. I'm, I'm you know I'm directionally challenged, so I don't. I know you're both in Virginia, but I don't know how far apart you guys are. We're two hours apart. Okay. Um, okay. and so usually I drive to Sean and stay at Sean's house for the weekend, and so we'll train like you mm-hmm. know maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What was the other part of the question? I don't oh, know. how often do y'all train together? So right now we're on a hiatus because okay. I've been on straight break since Arnold. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, but usually, um, I guess this training cycle was the most that we saw each other. And I was going... But probably almost, almost like every, every other weekend. week or every oh, wow. weekend. At one point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Because you're not up the ante. Crunch time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I hear you. So um, I'd be really interested to hear um, sort of, and you can kind of talk about it like on the days that you train together, just sort of individual, individually, like when you are in meat prep, like what is your, what is your training look like? Like, tell me what a average week of training would look like for both y'all. Two hours at least. Yeah. Okay. Two hours in the gym at least. Um, for me, it's four days. Mm-hmm. Two of those are going to be an overhead day focus. One is normally like a strength, like a yeah strength day you could call it. Mm-hmm. And the second one would be like a specialty. Say we have a circus dumbbell. I'm gonna work on circus dumbbell that day mm-hmm. instead of maybe just like a regular axle or a log press. And then right. like stability work, like a lot of lat stuff, a lot of you know overhead mm-hmm. holds and stuff on those kind of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the other two days would be a heavy deadlift day because normally we have some kind of deadlift and then a squat day that's a little bit lighter is more of an assistance day to my deadlift day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or a dynamic effort deadlift day, which was coming up towards the end. So I'm kind of in that, you know, dynamic effort, max effort mm-hmm. kind of conjugate right, right there towards the end. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, how about you, Monica? Same or no? So different? mine's is a little different. So I usually mm-hmm. have two overhead days just because that's my my weak area. Right. Um, and so it can be a variation of like you know like a strict press or I'm doing axle clean and pressing, um, circus dumbbell, mm-hmm. and then I have usually a squat day. And so it depends on what the event is like because we 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 dictate my training off what the five events are that I'm training for. Right. Um, And so usually, you know, front squat is typically what it's been lately. Not my favorite, but I do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I always have a deadlift day. And then my fifth day is actually an event day where I'll run like three events, like maybe, you know, two moving and then one standing event or static event or whatever you want to call it. So. Ooh, child, I need a nap after just listening to that. (laughs) So um, if both of you had to only do one event, one strongman event for the rest of your competitive days, mm. which one would you choose and why? Mm. That is a number one. <laughs> Contestant number one. Wait, just one, one? So one strongman Just one. For the just rest one. of Or can we day? have like can we have like a static See, strength is, event this, and then like one moving event or something? This, this, this is why we cannot get nowhere as a people because we're always trying to find a way. Out here trying to skirt around. Right oh, that's such a good question. Okay, I feel like I know Sean, the area Sean's is going to be in, I think. Okay. Well, Let me see. hear your Sean. Like, I think I know. I'm torn, man. I, I guess if I could do anything, I mean, Overhead pressing is my I thing. Like that's that's <laughs> my cl- that's my claim to fame. It's gonna it would ruin my shoulders. My shoulders would be ruined. right. <laughs> um, but I would have to pick overhead press. But if I got a second, it would be oh, here we go. If I got a second, <laughs> it would be any kind of loading event. So stones, mm-hmm. keg loads. I love those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Monica. This is a hard one for me because I'm good at moving events. Okay. But I'm also pretty, like decent at deadlifts, so yes. um, 
I think if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick deadlifts over Why? a moving event. Um, you know what? I think it's just the love of like powerlifting and being able to combine it with strongman. Mm-hmm. And there's so many mm-hmm. variations of deadlifts you can do with like the frame and the right. axle and then like regular bar and like 18 inch. So I could get so many variations out of that right. one movement. Right. Okay. So, okay. That's I like true. It. I like and it. I agree with what you said about the powerlifting translating to mm-hmm. strongman. Mm-hmm. I love overhead press because I get to do my Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really mm-hmm. work on the drive and different stuff like that in yeah. overhead press. So that's that's why I like overhead press so much. Okay. All right. So um, I think I'm not sure if it was Sean or Monica, but they kind of mentioned something that was the lead into my next question. So. You know, I, I can only imagine, like, I am so bruised and beat up um, after powerlifting, <laughs> you know, or particularly getting ready for a comp or whatever. I can't even imagine the beating that y'all's bodies take, either in training or, like, post-comp and all of that. What do you all do for recovery? And that could be kind of on a, on a you know, on a general basis or, like, how do you... How do you take care of your body so that it can do all the things that you need it to do to perform? Contestant number two. Okay, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go because. <laughs> all right, so one thing I've been trying to do a lot more is um, drinking water. It's really mm-hmm. important to be hydrated, but also like my sleep is so important. I realize like over mm-hmm. these last two mm-hmm. training cycles, right. so I am like a grouch. So I need like eight to nine hours <laughs> every night. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, um, I've been trying to get more into like Epsom salt baths or whatever because like the magnesium is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I try to do my stretches. So I had um, previously had like SI a SI injury mm-hmm. last year in January. So it's been about a year actually. Um, and so like my hips can get really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just try to make sure I get my stretches in um, and actually do warm ups because mm-hmm. you know it's very easy to want to go in the gym and just get to it right but that's how yep. you get injured right um so that's some of my recovery stuff and also like i have a foam roller mm-hmm. um so i can roll you know when i'm watching tv yeah <laughs> my favorite yeah. pastime right 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 i hear you how and massages you? let me say that i'm sorry massages Ooh, i've been trying to yes, get like yes. more regular with that like once a month so self-care baby yes. self-care that's how about you sean right? So I've done. I feel like I've tried and done a bunch of different things. Uh huh. Um, to like uh, among all the things that Monica said, because every single thing she said is important. Um, I do go to the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I go at least once a month, and if it's leading up to competitions, and I have like things that are out of whack and clicking or not quite right, you know, I'll go two times. Sometimes three. Three is really mm-hmm. pushing it for me, but I definitely at least do one or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, massage. Particularly for me, shiatsu massage. Oh, okay. Why do you um, why do you like that so much? So it's it's really kind of based on alignment and getting energy flowing and moving. Mm-hmm. So it talks about you know things get in your body and they get stagnant and not moving, and those are where your trigger points, those are where your hot spots are. Right. And so I've come to find out that the places he focuses are also similar places where my chiropractor focuses. So I feel like they're targeting all my weak point areas. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It is not a comfortable thing. I'll right. put that out there for everybody. It is not comfortable, but mm-hmm. it, it works. Okay. Um, I'll go in there with like certain like limitations as far as mobility and range of motion, and I'll come mm-hmm. out and I can do things that I hadn't been able to do before as far as like especially for me shoulder range of motion yeah um so i love shiatsu i've tried cryo mm-hmm. um yeah. it's cold but it is. 
I do like it. I liked it. And um, I haven't done it since the first time I've tried it, but I did notice a difference. Mm-hmm. And I'd be interested in seeing kind of going maybe like two or three times within the span of a week or two weeks to really get the inflammation down and see right. how, how that kind of works. So mm-hmm. I do like cryo. Um, and then so two things that I take. One is magnesium for muscles. And so like I will spray that on and that like works like wonders as far as preventing the soreness. Really? And then, okay, yeah. you Char are not me the first that. person good, to recommend good. that. So I'm going to okay. need to get into this. So do you, um, and what you use is topical or do, like, do they have it where you can ingest it or like what, how do you, So like, that, what's the best method? So that I know of right now, magnesium for muscles, they have like a product line. They have a topical spray. Mm-hmm. So you spray it on wherever you're sore. Um, normally for me, it goes on my back. My back is mm-hmm. normally something that's always tight and it goes on my back. So for me, here's, here was, here was my remedy at the Arnold. Mm-hmm. It's going to sound real bad. Before I go to bed, for mm-hmm. ibuprofen. Okay. Muscles and magnesium. I sprayed it on my back. Um, and then I think it's called play it again or play it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would take the three or four tablespoons of that. That's what is that? Okay. It's disgusting. It's gross. It is, it, it is not good. I am going front, but uh-huh. it, it works. It is crazy how it works. Um, is it like, sup- I mean, is it like mineral like what is it so it's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this hydroluronic hydroluronic acid oh is what's in it uh-huh. and, and msn i'm not sure what the msn stands for okay but what it does is it helps break down the building of lactic acid in your body really and so it flushes all that stuff out and so like it makes your soreness go away quicker and i mean it it does work it works yeah it's called play again now it's play again called. now play you're close <laughs> i need something i got you play thank you thank now. you yeah we gonna have to put yeah it's, it's totally disgusting because... but we drink it after nationals i had it and it actually does work so. how often are you supposed to drink it so they say like you know you can if you have like acute like soreness um, take four tablespoons every day and then you work down to a maintenance phase. Okay. Um, but for me, I just take it like if I know I'm just really sore. So like I had last week, I worked myself back into the gym and I did more hypertrophy and I, I mean, my body was like, ow. Yeah. And yeah. so I forgot I had it and I was like, oh, I'm gonna take that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like two days later, it was nothing. Like you normally what? the second day is the worst day for soreness. Yeah. It was nothing, nothing. What? Oh, yep. thank you for that little tidbit. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's great. So also just kind of to piggyback on that, um, like when you're, you know, like we said, in, in meat prep or what have you, like, do you follow sort of a specific nutrition plan or do you just kind of eat mm. whatever works or do you like, or is there mm. certain things that you can share? I feel like you want to answer this question, Sean. I don't. I don't. So... Monica be getting on me too. She be like, "What you eating?" I was like, "Oh, I didn't feel like cooking nothing." So like, I went out to eat tonight, and uh-huh. she was like, "She be like, Sean, you know." <laughs> but um, what I try to at least do is for mm-hmm. for one, get breakfast in. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that's like four eggs and some kind of carb, and definitely mm-hmm. like some kind of breakfast meat. Okay. Um. And then at least three other meals a day. Mm-hmm. If I'm super hungry and I can make it happen, four. Right. Um, 
and I, okay, so I know what I should be doing. Right. But what ends up happening, especially now that I've started working at the post office, there'll be days where I'm on the truck and I can't eat anything yeah. during yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. So when I get home, I'm like cramming calories and I'm like essentially doing the dirty bulk. Like right. I'm, I'm eating the pastas, I'm eating the pizzas, mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to get in things that I know are high in calories, but that my body can stand like it won't mess up my stomach too bad. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah. Okay. That sounds good to me, sure. Um, <laughs> how about you, Miss Monica? Monica's much better at it than me. Yeah, I eat. I do. So, like, at my job, it's a recurring joke that, like, I have to eat. And, like, it's pretty, like, they know. Like, I come in the morning, I'm eating my breakfast. When I'm in class, right. they're like, you always eat. And I'm like, because I got to lift these weights. Yeah. Um, but, no, I usually get up in the mornings and I have breakfast. Um, and that could be anything from, like, you know, eggs, like a sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich mm-hmm. to Sean got me back on cereal. I do Honey Nut Cheerios. Cereal, oh, my God. Ooh, because I can't do the sugary so stuff. Long. Yeah, uh-huh, I do Honey Nut uh-huh. Cheerios. Um, and then, you know, like, I just really have to, like, think about my day, like, if I have access to a microwave or not. Right. My snacks are usually, like, yogurt and granola. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other snack is, like, apples and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I usually just try to, like, meal prep earlier in the week when I'm on. Right. Um, and I just try to cook like two different things like in my instant pot just so I have food and so that mm-hmm. could be I mean I like I like for my food to have flavor right <laughs> mm-hmm. so I usually pick two things and if I can find a healthy variation I will okay um, and I just go from there like my stomach has gotten more sensitive mm-hmm. over the training cycles uh, just because I get you know I get a little anxiety and stuff yeah, yeah. so my stomach mm-hmm. can't take too much of like being out of whack so right. I have my my staples and then lunch you know if I can't heat something up in the microwave I'll do a sandwich and chips mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just so I'm just keeping the carbs in and I'm you know ready to lift in that evening time so okay I like it I like it I like what I'm hearing um So one of the things I always wonder about or, you know, talk to athletes about is, um, you know, because I think for us, um, particularly in the black community, it's still a bit of an anomaly to find not only women who train, but women who train for something other than aesthetics. (laughs) Um, So given that, um, I'd love to hear about sort of um, how, you know, each of you respectively, how your friends, family, you know, folks kind of have received your um, passion, like what, what you do. Are they, are they generally supportive or was it more of a, you gonna do what? Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Somebody, anybody. anybody. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay so um, on my end, since I've started doing Strongman, um, mm-hmm. pretty much like everybody's been really supportive. Um, but you know, I get the, I mainly get the like, Oh, are you gonna like injure yourself? You can get right. hurt doing this, yeah. or yeah. you know, I'm sorry, I'm mm-hmm. a little but you know that. And so, like, I know for instance, like my boss came up to me like three weeks ago and was like, right after the Arnold, and was like, she had watched Ronnie Coleman's documentary. Oh my god, <laughs> that is no. she did. Dude. She watched I mean, that. It's good, but it I know. Really I'm telling you, after I watched, I was like, well, damn, maybe. I yeah, she watched that and grew the utmost concerned and yeah. was like, "Can you please drink some milk?" So I've been doing right. Fairlife milk just to appease her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and so you know, my mom, she, you know, my mom has like a lot of health issues, so she mm-hmm. never really knew like 
what I was doing. Like she'd right. be going to comps and I'd be like, mom, what do you need before I go? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on the news recently after the Arnold and, you know, she texted me and she was like, I'm very proud of you. And that was huge. Cause you know, my mama, she don't, you know, she don't yeah. know what be going on. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, she's supportive in her own quiet way. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, for the most part, everybody's really supportive and they, and you know, it's a great talking point. Like this is my right. friend Monica and she can do, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they enjoy Absolutely. it. So. Absolutely. That's good to hear. How about you, Sean? So for me, um, I think that my family overall has been like super supportive, more supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for one, my partner Kai, she is mm-hmm. like amazing, mm-hmm. unbelievable. The best and, like, handler ever. <laughs> <laughs> and like handling like the hotel rooms. And oh, handling, see, why like, you gotta go there? <laughs> that was shade. <laughs> Inside joke, y'all. I see. Okay, Sean. I see. All right. All right. Um, because okay, so I know I'm that person. I know I'm that person. I'll put it off at the last minute, and it will right. get done. Right. Right. But she is. She's that. I guess that was that type A person. I mean, she gets it mm-hmm. done. Like, it is done. Yeah. Like all I have to do is think about it, and it's done. Like it's crazy. Right. She reads my mind. Um, That's awesome. So just having her support has been huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, for like my mom. So I think at first, like Monica was saying, she was concerned that I would get hurt because for us, we have history. I mean, everybody in my family has back issues. We have mm-hmm. that genetic degenerative disc disease that goes right. on and all that different right. stuff. And so she was concerned. Um, but I think now that she's kind of hung around it more. So I had yeah. the pleasure of her coming with me to the Arnold. And oh, I, wow. I think for me, honestly, it was a game changer. Like, yes. I think her being there was the push and the motivation I need to do well. Because I wanted to, right. sh- to show her, you know, like, you know, I can do this. This is a great community. Like, these mm-hmm. are my these are my people. This is right, great. Right. And so um, she came and um, that was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. So um, on the flip side, though, especially like people who haven't seen me in a while. And yeah. Like, I mean, I'm pretty brawly, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so people, <laughs> so people from home who haven't seen me in a while are like, oh my God, like, have you seen Shanice, blah, 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 kind of like whispering and like talking to my mama and she's like, yes, I have seen Shanice. <laughs> That's and my baby. Yes, there you go, there you go. And so like, so I definitely do kind of to get that end mm-hmm. of it. But for the most part, families, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better support system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, and, and since, you know, this is a nice segue into um, my next question, but, you know, for those of us who have never been or seen it in person or whatever, much less competed in it, I would love to hear about your experience at the Arnold. I know this wasn't either of your sort of first time being there necessarily, but like what, I can't even imagine what that experience is like. So (laughs) talk to us about competing at the Arnold. Um, Okay, I'm gonna go first then. Go ahead, so, girl. Um, my experience, like, you know, I went last year, and right. so I kind of knew what to expect from like the crowd and everything because I had got to see it being a spectator. Mm-hmm. But to actually be competing was like very surreal for me. Right. Um, because you know, like, Sean is like my like inspiration. So right. I'm like, right. okay, <laughs> like we two peas in a pot. And like, mind you, like for me. It is like such a surreal feeling when I'm out on the floor like with Sean and we're about mm-hmm. to go and do like our events together because you know at, during an event like there's five people going at one time. Right. And so like when I walk out on the floor with Sean it's like game you know the game like my game face is on you know I'm right. just ready to try to do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was so amazing just to like be there and like you know sean talked about andrea and like Farrah was down there mm-hmm. like you got to see these pros up close and personal mm-hmm. um now i will admit we were just telling this story um before but like so i got really freaked out and anxious because mm-hmm. we did not know where i placed because to Ooh, make close. it to day three mm-hmm. you had to be top four okay and so the final event was like the game changer for point wise because like mm-hmm. going into I think event four I was sitting in like fifth place mm-hmm. right and so I needed to knock somebody out to get mm-hmm. into fourth mm-hmm. and so um Sean laughs but like Sean I went straight <laughs> to Sean's mama and for mm-hmm. 30 minutes I just like had my head in mama's lap oh and I she was over her head it was so sweet ain't <laughs> nothing so like mama lap and mama bosom so stressed you oh my mm-hmm. gosh and then you know when they called my ma- name it was so surreal and like Kai is sitting there and all I see in the crowd is like Kai crying and she's like the proud mama because you know she's been on this journey with us like just to see the growth Um, and you know it was just like a reunion like you're seeing all your friends that you Mm -hmm. have been competing with or keeping up through Instagram and like some people I'm meeting for the first time and you know people are like I'm gonna come watch you and and it was huge for me because my brother and my niece and his wife all came to watch me and so they missed you know they missed the first day I ain't gonna hold it against them (laughs) they came they came after I was done but they came back the second day to watch me deadlift and so for me it was so cool to like have my family there for the first time because I right. was like unsure because I was like y'all I can't be nervous like I gotta go out here and do this you know get this work done right. and right. um it just motivated me even more because you know my niece is two and I just like want to be oh, a good role model for her so sweet. she yeah that thing is the cutest but yeah so oh I mean God. I just had a ball like and you know I but I will admit I was nervous on day three because you're like on the stage yeah. and like the lights yeah. are on you and like Sean had already been through that and I hadn't and like you right. know the first events of medley which i zeroed because mm-hmm. overhead is not my thing yet <laughs> okay. um but you know i think it's like a lot of it was like trying to get the nerves out my system so like now going next year because i'm proclaiming it um okay you know that it will be, it for you, that's right like so yes. it'll be a better experience because i know what mm-hmm. to expect right exactly exactly that's so oh i just get goosebumps listening to that um so yeah how about you sean what was your experience like yeah so i will say competing at the arnold this year was way different than competing last year like Mm -hmm. for me this year as a whole and not even because of my placing right um it was just a better overall arnold experience Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i think everybody was way more laid back everybody Mm -hmm. was way more friendly like from the amateurs all the way up to the pros Mm mm-hmm um, there was a lot more camaraderie backstage between us yeah. and other competitors. More people were, you know, there for themselves, obviously individually. But I mean, they were they were here for strongman, and they wanted strongman right. to put on a show at the Arnold. And right. you got to think that's part of it too. We want to keep doing this for you know a while. Right. We, you know, right. we, that's part of it too. Um, so for me, for that, that was really awesome. And then. Competition wise, you know, I hadn't had a prep go as well, I think, as mm-hmm. this prep has toward nationals before any competition. Interesting. Um, Interesting. What so, was so different about this prep, do you think? Well, one, I, well, one, I had Monica. I ain't even gonna front. I had Monica. Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and two, I feel like I held myself at a higher standard. So even mm-hmm. like when the days yeah. when Monica wasn't there. I think I really held myself accountable. I right. was smarter 
about my nutrition and when mm-hmm. I trained. So I knew if I had a day on the truck and I hadn't eaten all day, I'm not going to deadlift that day because deadlift right. is my worst event. And I knew right. I needed those days to be on it because I wanted mm-hmm. to be on it when I got there. Gotcha. Um, so just learning more and knowing more. Um, I don't know. The prep was great. Mm-hmm. And then I I didn't make any stupid mistakes either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the farmers, the farmers event of last year, I really butchered that. I messed it up. Mm-hmm. And I can't say whether or not that would have gave me more points and maybe right. I would have had more going into day three. Maybe I would have podiumed or whatever. But um, I really had a consistent performance. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was that was key. That was it. That was right. That was what made a difference. The stars aligned. You know, everything. <laughs> I'm a believer in that. Everything happens yeah. for a reason, and yeah. you know, I had Monica. I had a good, I had mm-hmm. a good prep. Um, things were good. I got to meet everybody I wanted to I meet know. this time. Yes. Because the first it's time, like, I, go okay, ahead. No, I was gonna say the first time you go, it's kind of like you try to take everything in because right. I mean, it is people as far as you can see, and there's yeah. booths as far as you can see. So you try to take so much in and you're so focused on the competition that you kind of really don't get a moment to go to the booths and speak right. to the pros or speak mm-hmm. to the people you would like to just pick their brain. And I got to do a whole lot more of that this year. And that that for me was awesome, too. That's fantastic. So can you talk to us a little bit about um, how the process works to transition from an amateur to a pro? I know about it on the bodybuilding side. There really isn't anything I don't think equivalent in, in, in powerlifting that I'm aware of. But how does that work on the strongman side? How do you become a strongman pro? So it used to be that you could compete at a Europa, okay. um, which was a pro-am event between the pros and the amateurs. And you would compete together. And uh-huh. if you placed there, you got a pro card. Okay. You could also place at Nationals and the Arnold. Mm-hmm. and get pro cards. Mm-hmm. Dion's changed that for at mm-hmm. least Strongman Corporation anyway because right. you can also be a pro in USS. Right. You can also be a, well, I guess Dad's world strongest, but you can't be a pro in that right. as, of, as of yet that I know right. of. Right, okay. Um, so for Strongman Corporation anyway, um, she has gotten rid of the Europa. Okay. The only places where you can receive pro cards now are Nationals and the Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, for Nationals... It depends on how many people in your weight class, mm-hmm. um, and it depends on a couple other things. But um, the uh, top three got pro cards this year for okay. the heavyweights, anyway. Okay. Top top three got pro cards, um, and then the Arnold this year. At the rules meeting, Dion told us that she would only be handing out one pro card per weight class. Okay. And that's what happened at the war ceremony today of the Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to throw no shade. I'm just okay. I'm, confu- I'm confused. That's fine. <laughs> there have there have been other pro cards handed out since then. Interesting. Hmm. Um, interesting. So I'm not sure if there was like mistakes or right. you know mm-hmm. the points got mixed up because things happen. Like we're all human. Like I'm not yeah. gonna sit here and be like they should be perfect all the time because they're human right. too. Um, so from my understanding too, and this was a rule before even they got rid of the Europa at the Arnold, either, either it's that international people cannot get their pro cards at the Arnold because they have Arnold's 
closer to their own country or where okay. they're from where they can get pro cards or that at least the placing American also gets a pro card because we don't have anywhere to get our pro cards right. but the Arnold and um, yeah. Nationals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so come to find out the third place middleweight man, third place middleweight man got his pro card because he was the only American in his division. Oh, interesting. You did not tell me this. I just, okay, so I found all this out maybe it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, interesting. Um, and also they gave out two pro cards to the middleweight women. Hmm. And I'm not sure if they have a, I mean, they have a bigger class size than us, right? There's like maybe 10 of us that went to the Arnold. There was probably like 20 of them that were there, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that was the reason why. Um, but I'm, I, you know, I'm going to send an email to Strongman Corp and we'll see what happens of it. But mm-hmm. I was the first placing American yeah, in were. this international competition. So therefore, right. if that's the case and that's how you're going to do it among the other, you know, divisions, the weight classes. Right. Then I feel like I should have got my pro card at the Arnold. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about the shine time. I don't care about not getting it at the Arnold. I just want the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, didn't just, know that's I right. just want the dang thing. I don't care. I know that's right. Um, well, I'm, we are claiming that for you too, sis. Thank you. Wait, thank you. so wait, I have a question for Sean because this is just, you know, I got to clarify. Come on. So, wait, so in the middleweight class, the top, because the, I know the top girl, she already had her pro card, right? Correct. And then the second place got her pro card at the Arnold. So did the third place end up getting a pro card too? So I think what happens, they might possibly have messed up. I think they already thought Kim Dirks had her pro card, but she oh, hadn't okay. had it yet. And okay. so that day, I believe they gave it to the third place girl, right? Oh, okay. But how, you, how you going to give somebody the pro card and take it away? That right? right. Okay. Um, so I, I believe they then also gave it to Kim as well. Okay. Is my understanding of that situation. Now, I could have gotten it wrong, but my understanding of that situation is that's how it that's Okay how it happened to be continued to be be continued (laughs) so um where do you see yourself going in this sport in like the next however long however you know many years you um, plan to compete um where do you where do you see yourself going or kind of taking your passion for strongman monica um (laughs) (laughs) I just want to catch you off guard. I mean, so, you know, we had this whole debate about if I did do well at the Arnold and I got my pro card, how I was going to give it back. Because I don't feel ready for it. That's just mm-hmm. me. And Sean and I go back and forth about it. Um, I feel like to be a pro, you got to be really well-rounded. And so I feel like my overhead game is still not where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that... Um, I want my pro card. I mean, that's where I see it going. I see right. it like me getting my pro card. It might be this year. It might be next year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, you know what, you know what auntie is about to say. What's auntie about to say? Auntie is about to say <laughs> is that you're not the one who gets to decide when you're ready. Facts. That's facts. Finger snaps over here. Straight facts. You need to just be open to, you know, what the universe has in store for you. And that's yeah. what I was saying too. Yes, I think the moment that you and we all do that. We all say, "Ah, you know, I'm imposter syndrome." I'm I'm, yeah, no facts, no straight facts. Um, But I think the moment that you start doing that, you start limiting yourself, um, and 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 that energy overtakes everything. Your training, how you approach it, you know, going into a meet. So I just, you know, I think that 
you just want to be open and yeah. not, you, you, you not the one to decide. All you can do is control what you can control. And that's the process. Yeah. And so. I mean, all I'm going to do is I'm going to do my best. Like that's, all, that's I all I can, can do. do. That's and so like, 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 you know, like Sean was saying, three pro cards get pro cards, get handed out at nationals. You mm-hmm. get one at the Arnold. And so I feel like even looking at this year, like if I can keep, you know, stay healthy mm-hmm. and keep, you know, on the same trajectory that I am on, I feel like it could happen this year. It could happen next year. And so right. I'm just right. going to keep doing this until the wheels fall off. Basically. Okay. I like it. I like it. How about you, Sean? I'm going for the pro card. I want it. <laughs> She's I want like, it. look, let me just tell you. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> that, I know that's right. I love it. And I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm claiming that for both y'all. Um, so I wanted to ask a question that's a little controversial. Um, I don't know if, um, y'all have sort of been following what's been happening in powerlifting. Oh, yes, Lord. (laughs) And, um, you know, since, since, uh, we we talked a little, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, and for those who are not aware, there's a bit of a controversy going on right now with one of the powerlifting federations that has determined at this point that um, trans athletes are not allowed to compete. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of hearsay and, and, and sort of whatever on either side of that um, of that issue. And it's, it's become a really polarizing issue in the powerlifting community, which, which kind of sucks, but I mean, it's, it's something that needs to be discussed. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, um, and I'm obviously going to direct this towards Sean first. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious if there has been any sort of, of that similar issue coming up in strongman Mm -hmm. and also just kind of what your experience has been as a trans athlete. So, for strongman, and I, I believe that they tried to get ahead mm-hmm. of the game because I think they saw things coming down the line, and they already wanted that verbiage out there. Right. So right, somewhere between nationals and the Arnold Strongman mm-hmm. Corporation put out verbiage about mm-hmm. what they would, as a federation, do about transgender athletes. Okay. Um, and this is like paraphrasing. I'm not directly mm-hmm. quoting. Right. I'm going off memory. I believe that the rule is um, that female to male mm-hmm. can compete however they would like to compete. So okay. if you want to compete with the women, you may compete with the women. If you want to compete with the men, you may do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, our trans sisters... Um, and I'm so torn about this. I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's right. Okay. I'm not 100% sure what, what better way or what better solution to give. So I'm not, you know, raising heck about it now because I'm not sure what a solution is. I want to have a solution. Right. Um, but they have to be tested. Hmm. Um, so like to me, let's like you're outing, you're putting extra anxiety, extra stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so if they want to compete as women, they have to go through, um, testing beforehand. Okay. Um, and so what are they testing for? They are testing for your testosterone and estrogen levels. They're testing Ah, to see whether your levels would be high enough to a point where you would have some kind of advantage. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. And so, you know, I get it and I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of don't really know any, um, at least male to female, 
athletes. I don't I don't really know any. Right. Um, so I've kind of been just uh, following Janae Kroc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about how, uh, especially with um, USA weightlifting, if you've mm-hmm. been taking estrogen for estrogen for two years, mm-hmm. then you can compete. You're fine. That's okay. more more or less. You know, what I'm saying there might be some other things that go along with it, but more or less that's the re- that's the requirement. Right. Um, and she says because estrogen has such an effect on you know their bodies that they're essentially they're right where they should be. They're right there. They would have the same amount of strength speed mm-hmm. that they were if they were born female. They were gotcha. their female counterparts. Okay. Um, and I can't speak from that personally, but right. I mean, I can I can believe that. Um, mm-hmm. And she talks about other testimonies that other trans athletes have given um, to the same effect. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I personally, um, all right, so... I mean, we're talking about it. I'm the kind of person, like, if you ask me directly, I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Um, but I would not say that I'm an out trans athlete, per se. Gotcha. Um, I want to change that mm-hmm. over the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, just for visibility and representation right. reasons. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so, I think that... Um, for me personally, I mean, I get, I still get my ass whooped. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, right, right. I, I'm saying it on the record. I'm going through hormone replacement therapy, and mm-hmm. I still get my butt kicked. Right. Um, on the women's side, I get my butt kicked by Monica. Like, let's talk about <laughs> it. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, um, and strongman is an untested sport, and so there was, are, that was my next yeah, question. There are people yeah. who take that. You know, they are. Um, don't identify. They just take for you know, right? Yeah. The issues performance. of performance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's a sticky situation. Yeah. I personally yeah. Uh, feel that trans athletes sh- should be able to 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 go how how they please. I, I you know I I'm not. <sighs> Especially with like the untested leagues yeah. in powerlifting, yeah. like what's the, what's the big deal? And you see, I think, and I think that's the issue because the 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 controversy happens to be with a federation that tests generally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know a lot of folks are kind of like, well, you know, other competitors aren't allowed to take any sort of drugs or you know aren't allowed to take certain things that you know could affect them so how is this any different i mean it's 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 a and it's interesting i can't even believe that like they like you said strongman corporation did like they didn't get ahead of this because it's not like they didn't i mean i don't know how they couldn't have seen this on the horizon but anyway i digress um but yeah i was just curious if that was something that had come up um, yeah. in strongman but yeah i guess because it's already untested maybe it's not you know that 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 is kind of a different issue so be interesting to watch what happens um so this is kind of the part of the podcast where i like to ask just random questions to get to know folks and see what they're doing um so there's not going to be a test at the end um so the first question i have is what's your and i think i kind of asked you this before we started recording sean but you can just tell me again anyway Uh um what's your favorite thing to do when you're not training my favorite thing to do when i'm not (laughs) training is honestly spend time with my family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i like coaching so i coach for Hidden Valley Middle School. I'm their track and field coach. I'm their throws coach. Aww. Um, 
and they're like they're middle school kids so they're like going through that awkward phase in their life like they mm-hmm. they got like relationship issues like they, like you know what i mean they're like 13 they have rela- they have relationship issues Ooh. they have you know all this gamut of stuff going on with them and they like got the can't get rights like they all in their feelings about something <laughs> all the time but they're they're good kids mm-hmm. they really are good kids and like i i enjoy that i, I really okay. enjoy that awesome how about you monica what do you do when you're not training I mean, you know, I've been bumming it for like the last like three weeks straight. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't, I really don't. Um, I mean, I really have been spending time with my friends. You know, they, you know, they see me, but right. when I'm really training hardcore, they don't see me. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been having people come over. We've been hanging out. Um, I've been watching documentaries, like stuff I don't really get to do because I don't have right. enough time to. Um mm-hmm. What else? I mean, I really feel like that's been my life for the last week. We just sitting on, you can catch me on the sofa about right. six o'clock <laughs> until it's time to go to bed. I'm watching murder mysteries. I'm watching everything. Um, that's, that's the best place to be. Yeah. Um, if you had to choose a last supper, Ooh. what Ooh. would that consist of? Oh my Monica. god, oh Monica. I have no it's like whatever I'm craving that day. Like Right, okay. All right. I'm like, I don't know. Like right now I might eat um So today's your last supper. What you gonna what you gonna do? I probably have Mexican food, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm craving right okay. now. Or I would have this bomb I've been I'd have had about six of these in the past week. It's called root <laughs> salads. It's Ooh, just that. like play Brie, when you come, I'm taking you. So it's like Ooh. this natural, like locally sourced food. Um, I mean, salad bar. Okay. And so they make these salads. So my favorite has like the kale and the bulgur, mm. and it has uh, feta. I put goat cheese in it, chicken, mm-hmm. sriracha, oh, little, pesto, Caesar. Like it's delicious. So like that, that is my fantastic. jam. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. How about you, Sean? Last supper. Last supper. Is there a limit to the quantity of oh food? Oh my, here we go. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Are you sure you're not a lawyer? Because you have these loopholes. My goodness. You, I'm, I'm, I'm Child, I live in the gray. I live and die meal. in the gray area. That's my whole life. Oh. I am sick of you. But see, I can plan it out. So like, all right. Oh so my, my appetizer is going to be hot dogs. See, she said her appetizer. Yes. She gonna stretch it out for as long as I'm possible. Stretching. Cereal gonna be in there too. Cereal for dessert. See? <laughs> cereal for dessert. Okay, what's your main course? My main oh course. My oh man, my main course. You know what? I don't know if you guys have ever been, but there's a place up here. Well, I guess you guys probably haven't been. I don't know if you've been down right. here enough, Monica. It's called it's called the home place. And what is that? You ain't never take me. I will. T- oh, Monica, I will take you. Um, <laughs> it's in Catawba. Um, so this was a little bit further out, kind of in Roanoke County, a little bit in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like homestyle cooked food. So, I mean, they got fried chicken. They got roast beef. They got macaroni Ooh. and cheese. Yeah, they got cheese the beans cheese. with the bacon in it. They got the greens. Yes. They got, I mean, they have it all. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if I, if I had to have a Last Supper, I would just go sit down there. Uh-uh, I would sick. go sit down there. <laughs> and just, just be there the all day. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I want some potato pie now. See, I like that. I like that. See, you're a, you're you're a strategist, Sean. That's what I, I like about you. You're strategizing. Don't be foolish. Get into that foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can you name for me one book that has had that you've read that's had the oh. biggest impact on you as being oh. kind of life changing? Oh, here we go. 
Go ahead. And oh, before you ask Sean, just one. Damn, no. <laughs> All right, Monica, go first. No, I don't know. Now I got to think. Like, I'm like, what book has had the most impact on my life? Wow. Oh, wow. Go. I don't. Now, I, like, what have I been reading? <laughs> um, See, that's what I need to be doing in my free time. Ooh. See, well, now we know. Ooh, that's a good. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up my Audible app. Okay. You know, I'd be listening to my books. Well, while she's while she's doing all that, Sean, can you please answer my question? Okay, I'm gonna do my best, <laughs> and you know me, I'm gonna try to get as much out of this answer as I possibly can. <laughs> so I want you to be ready. Ooh, I don't okay. Know. So I, three books come to the top of my mind. See, when you say listen, it's always one. I just cannot. I cannot. Yes, ma'am. I'm listening. Uh-huh. But it all, I think. There are different books that I've read at a time in my life where I needed that at that moment in my life. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I think if I had to choose one, mm-hmm. oh man, I cannot think of the name of the book. You gonna make me get and on, she gonna on Google real quick? Look, that's why I'm Lord. over here looking like Lord my books. See, you you didn't should have prepped us for this one question. I know. Y'all are messing up my rapid fire section question section. <laughs> okay, so it is Janet Mock's book that she wrote. Re- oh, okay. okay. Redefining realness. Okay, all right. Um, and why? Why did that? Why was that book so impactful on you? I th- I think it like reading that book and understanding mm-hmm. her story and seeing that there are people out there like me. Like mm-hmm. it kind of pushed me over the edge to make the decision to do what I needed to do as far as you know. seeking counseling and the medical assistance that I need to go ahead and go through with my transition I think Mm. like that was a pivotal book and when I read it I was like okay you know like you know days might suck and it might suck Um, you might lose people and Mm -hmm. you might struggle but like how you feel about yourself at the end of the day is worth so much more than all that other stuff amen to that you over here preaching (laughs) so i i i really dig that book um it's a good book all right cool what about you miss monica have you found yours i'm gonna give y'all one please i stuck to one Uh, yeah yes you you did i want to commend you because i know that was hard it was hard (laughs) okay because i was gonna say the five people i believe it's called the five people you meet in heaven because i Mm -hmm. uh, did that with my grandfather but one that I read that I really enjoyed was Everybody's Got Something by Robin Roberts. Okay. Um, okay. And so Robin just really like tells you her life story, but I really liked it because, you know, she her whole message was your mess. You got to turn your mess into your message. Ooh. And so like I left like feeling like she was being real. Yeah. And so that's like, I love authenticity. Like yes. that's yeah. my thing. Yes. And, and so she's I been really through so that. much. Yes. That is awesome. Okay, so now I'm going to have to add that to the thing. Look See? The See, we all learning something tonight. Okay, okay. Um, so let me ask both of you this. You're at Soul Train. You're about to go down the Soul Train line. Oh, man. What dance do you do? These are some good questions, but I wasn't ready. <laughs> I know. <laughs> go, Sean. I had to think of the song in my head. I had to sing it to get to the chorus. Um, <laughs> I think Earth, Wind, and Fire, 21st of September. I think that's a classic, like, just jamming. Okay. Get your little two-step going so down. So you're going two-step. I'm an old soul. Like, I don't, okay. you know, I, I'm an old soul, man. Okay. And I, I like it. I'm just going to do my little two-step and dance and do whatever down the runway. 
that's legit. I like that. So Monica, um, she actually brought up a very good point. I was just asking what um, dance would you do the Soul Train line? But yeah, you gonna give me? A I want to know what song you would do it <laughs> down. What song you would have going down the Soul Train line? That is it. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm gonna pick one. It would be numerous songs. Does anybody yes. that knows me? I will be singing at my desk all day, every day. Like, it's amazing. You're in the gym. I know I sing all the time. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I will say that my, like, jam from, like, back in the day for me mm-hmm. was Mary J. Blige, Real Love. Because oh, she was yes. so tomboyish. And she had, the like, the little knee pads on. And I was such a little tomboy. <laughs> Girl, I was yes. like, yes, that would be my jam. <laughs> okay, okay. And what dance you doing? Ooh. I'm just I'm doing a smooth two step dance. Okay, you know, okay. You gotta right. keep it clean. It's soul train. You gotta keep it soulful. You can't. You gotta, gotta, I mean, it's gonna be a nice soulful. You see all these young bucks got. See all these young bucks got all these choreographed moves. I, 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 I ain't. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. So I don't know they about all the that. They keep the and all that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's another one for y'all that is just y'all ready. You might want to sit down if you're not already. Oh my gosh, let me hold on to my seat. Yeah. 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 What is the blackest thing you have ever done? Lord oh. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Right? Like, like, really? Like, yes. <laughs> I need to know. The people want to know. I, I mean... I feel like one of the blackest things I've ever done might be like, you know how you get your braids in here and you used to be taking them out and you don't care how you look? That'd be <laughs> yes. me. Like, I just take them out, like, half my hair out. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this got to come out at some point. <laughs> I, have, I have been there on many a days, going to work or going to school. Like, who did it and what for? So, yes, I can appreciate that. How about you, Sean? I think for me, it's like, so I'm pretty quiet overall mm-hmm. as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't get too loud. I really don't get too mad. And not saying that you have to be loud and angry to be a black person. Let me stop right. that right there. <laughs> right, right, right. But but you know how we do. But we know how we do. <laughs> and I, we went to, so I, it was me and Talaya. For whatever reason, Kyle was not with us. That's my partner, my little girl. And, uh-huh. and me and Talaya went to Chuck E. Cheese, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she having fun. Like, she doing her little thing. And she get all her tickets. And we about to go cash them all in or whatever. So that she can go to her little prize booth. Mm-hmm. And we get to this thing, to the machine, and like it takes all my little baby's tickets. Oh. <laughs> and she's sitting there looking up at me, about tears in her eyes. Oh what, my God. What are we going to do? <laughs> and I looked at that man, I said, uh uh-uh, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, you're going to have to fix this. This machine, I pulled a black mom. This machine just right. took all my baby's tickets. <laughs> she didn't play here. We didn't been here for hours. We come up here all the time. You, you got to do something, sir. I'm sorry, sir. You got to fix this. <laughs> And like that's just not. I mean, but I don't know. She just looks so sad. I have to do something. Hey, look, we don't we we don't play no, about our babies. So I get that. I totally get that. Um. So the last question. I promise this is the last question I'm going to ask y'all this evening. Um. If you know, so we're 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 kind of here. We are. You know where we are now. Um. If you had to look back in time, what advice would you give your 10-year-old self and your 18-year-old self? Like, what words of encouragement or advice would you give? 10? Okay, what's the ages? 10 and what? 10 and 18. 10 and 18. I have to think about what I was doing at the time. Or 10 and... Well, actually, let's let's scratch that because I want to do kid and adult. So, 10 and 21. Let's do that. 
10 and 21. Where was I at at 10? <laughs> you know? So I was probably like in fourth or fifth grade at 10. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, somewhere in Fourth there, grade, fourth grade. Yeah. What was I doing in fourth grade? Oh, okay, I can think what of would you, what Okay. Would you tell, what would okay. You tell Go ahead, Sean. I think, I think I'm all right. I think I got it. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so... 10-year-old me, I would let 10-year-old Sean know that your happiness is not based on what other people think of you. Mm. And you don't have to conform to whatever other people's expectations are because the people in your life who love you are going to love you regardless Yes. And the people that don't like you for the things that you do, they don't matter. Right. Because um, that's about the time that you kind of really start noticing yourself as far as, you know, genders and how right. things are different. I mean, right. like you really right. start noticing stuff. And you're about mm-hmm. to hit puberty. And, like, mm-hmm. that time, especially like middle school, I really struggled. Right. I, I really struggled. Um, so that's what I would tell my 10-year-old self. Mm-hmm. And what about grown Sean, 21? Or she thinks you grown, Sean. Look, I, st- <laughs> I, I still don't think I'm grown. I feel like I, I still need to be telling myself stuff. So, um, 21-year-old me, I would just really be graduating college. Mm-hmm. I would tell myself, don't settle. Mm, yes. Do the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. um, whether it be travel. Um, take the time to get the job that you want. Mm-hmm. The job that you can see yourself retiring in. Right. Um, and, and 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 stop stop sweating these females out here. Listen, <laughs> like listen, the the right one will come along. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's not about your body count. It's not it's not about all that stuff. It's not about being you know the big stud, the big whatever right. on campus. Because right. at twenty one, that's what I was concerned about. It was right, right, right. Um, and it's not about those things. Your yeah. your mind, because my mind did totally shifted. Your mind will be totally different thinking four years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I think that's what I would tell my ten year old kid self, and then my mm-hmm. my young adult self. I like it. How about you, Monica? Oh Lord, I'm like yeah, you didn't had all this time. To no. <laughs> I was intently listening to Sean, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so 10-year-old me, um, I would tell myself that things are going to get better. Um, mm-hmm. I would tell myself that, you know, my mom is struggling, but, like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, you are strong and resilient and that brighter things are down the pipeline for you. I guess I wouldn't say it like that, but right, you right. know, some good things are coming your way, mm-hmm. yeah. and the mm-hmm. life that you're gonna have in the future is gonna be so worth it. It's worth it. And like yeah. literally every trial and tribulation you're gonna go through is gonna make you that much better of a person. That's what awesome. I tell my ten year old self. And what about twenty one year old? Twenty one year old. I was in my <laughs> first year in grad school. Yep. <laughs> I'm almost graduating. Um, twenty uh-huh. one year old me. I would tell me to love myself, you know, mm-hmm. at that time I was really trying to figure out like my body and like how right. I felt. And like, I really kind of like Sean was talking about like going out here, like in this, like doing this body count stuff. Yeah. I was like trying to like figure myself out, like in mm-hmm. all regards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would tell myself to like, take your time mm-hmm. and whoever is for you is going to be for you. Yes. Yes. And so 
keep doing what you're doing like when it comes to school like you're on the right path right and you're smart and you're beautiful and you got this like and girl you about to go out here and take over the world like, yes. <laughs> no, that's yes. right. and look at it happen and look at god i know that's right Mm, mm, I happen mm. that Sean's was better than mine. That's like no, number those one. Are both. No, <laughs> no, no. Don't even, don't even. Those are both amazing. And honestly, I, you know, I never go into these interviews necessarily knowing what to expect. I mean, I do. I try to prepare. It's just right. kind of my my former lawyer self. But I mean, this this has been like so much beyond my expectations. Like this has been amazing, and I feel honored to really be able to sit down and talk to you both. So I want to thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having us. This is is fantastic. Um, And this is why I do what I do because, you know, people need to know, black women need to know about other black women doing these things and seeing and see themselves, right? Yes, representation. Um, And and even like you said, you know, little girls too, they need Mm -hmm. to know that this is a possibility. This is a thing. So I really want to thank y'all for for contributing to that. Um, Before we um, head out, I did want to know where can, number one, where can the people find you on the interwebs on Beyonce's (laughs) internet? And um, if you have any like upcoming projects or upcoming things we should be on the lookout for, other than both y'all getting your pro cards. like it um monica um so i'm on instagram on um m-o-n-i-e-5903 mm-hmm. it's pronounced Moni. Mm-hmm. um i'm on facebook monica mm-hmm. johnson it's private but if you send me a request i will probably ask you who you are right <laughs> before i add you um my instagram is not private anymore i'm Thank like, trying you. this yes. new thing where it's not private <laughs> every time i want to post her on a chocolate bar i'll be like sis what is you doing you know you what so it is, i appreciate though, that because there's people out there that just be like writing you these crazy messages yeah i mean and honestly like i kind of that's why i decided to get just a kind of fit not fitness but just a you know powerlifting strength whatever one right, specifically right. for that but you know all my private like family y'all, y'all don't need to know about all that so that's still <laughs> private but okay so we know where to find you on um the intro, facebook and instagram awesome. anything else are you on twitters you have a website um, anything i rarely be on? on my twitter if you want to follow okay. me <laughs> you're like if you want to i mean oh god i'm like what is my i got two twitter so i'm like what right. is it don't even worry about Twitter. I don't be on there for well, you. We'll, we'll get the link on there yeah. later. Yeah. And then okay. um, I think what's coming up next for, I think for both of us mm-hmm. is Nationals yep. in okay. September. Yep. Okay. Where's so that going to be this year? Uh, South Tampa? Beach. Ooh, See what I just said? I just Miami, said to Tampa. That's why you don't look. Let me find out. I need to take a trip. Come on, come on. Cause you know I'm trying to be you know moral support. Look, Bree, I need a handler. So right, you want to come? That's true. See, that's true. Mm-hmm. too much pressure. No, it's <laughs> not. Like, I got you. Kyle will teach Can you I handle ropes. you on the beach? Cause that's where I'm gonna be. Anyway. <laughs> okay awesome um so you both of y'all have nationals coming up what about you sean where can people find you um i am mainly on instagram um and my handle on there is the names underscore shauna so mm-hmm. t-h-e-n-a-m-e-s underscore s-h-i-n-a mm-hmm. um i do have facebook um mm-hmm. i'm one of those like facebook scrollers i really don't post I get okay. tagged in a bunch of stuff, but like Monica said, like, you know, if, you know, you friend request me and I look through your pictures and you seem pretty cool, I probably end up, <laughs> you, you get, you get accepted, you get yeah, accepted. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
thinking about possibly starting a YouTube page. I've said that for a while now. I just haven't done it. I'm so, here for it. I'm here um, for it. Thinking about a YouTube channel. Okay. Um, also, getting my certification. Please, hopefully in please June. Lord, do it. So I'm studying. <laughs> the plan is to sit forward in June. So there's for wait, I didn't, I didn't catch what you said you were going to. I'm sorry for my personal training, sir. Ooh, yeah. So okay. there's maybe some coaching coming along mm-hmm. down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, strong, strong man. I pretty much think specific. Okay. Um, and I actually I love working with teens. So um, nice. And I think the earlier you start, you know, the better it exactly. is for you. Um, in any kind of strength or sport, anything in general, it doesn't have to be strong, man. But anyway, right. um, so yeah, definitely looking to do some teen training. I look, okay. I went to teen nationals last year and loved it and think yeah. they should have more teens doing it. So awesome. I kind of want to help grow that. I, that, I think that's what I'll my focus it. is going to be. Okay. Um, okay. I love it. And I feel, I don't know why, but I just got this energy as you were talking. Like, I feel like there's a book in your future because I feel like you have a, an amazing story to tell. So I'm going to just put so? that out there in the universe. Okay, I absolutely sure. think so. Absolutely. I totally see that in your future. So I'm just putting it out there. All right. We'll see what happens with it. I'll, so, I'll claim that. I'll receive that. If it's supposed look, to be, it'll be. I'll receive it, that. Exactly. I'll so when we that. back on here talking about your book that just got published, you're going to be like, see, Bree, you was right. And I'm going to be like, I know, I know, girl. I'm right. Anyway. <laughs> but um, thank you so much again for taking the time out. I know we had like 95 false starts. <laughs> we made it. Like though. I said, we made it. It you know, out. look at God. We made it work. So I'm, I'm happy that we were able to have this conversation. Thank you to everyone who um, is listening and supporting. Um, you can find the podcast on all of the platforms now, just about right. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. I had to, you know, make sure I gave some love to my Android friends. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> yes, please. Um, check out the Chocolate Bar Podcast Instagram page and Facebook page. And we do have a Twitter and I'm trying to be a little bit better about updating it, but it's the Chalk Bar Podcast on Twitter. Twitter. And um, our website is www.thechocolatebarpodcast.com. Um, check it out. Sometimes we have merch, sometimes not, depending on what I got going on, but I'm working on it. Anyway, thank you again. Thank and, and oh, and I forgot the most important part. Y'all are no longer guests. You are family. Oh, so whenever you are ready to come back and talk about some things, you just need to hit me up and say, I need to talk about some things. And I got some things on my spirit. And uh, <laughs> we, will, we will do it again together, individually, whatever y'all want to do. Um, thank you again for listening. I am signing out. This is Bree. Uh, y'all can say your goodbyes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was awesome. And we'll see you at the bar. Bye-bye.